Okay, guys, welcome to this new episode of Society and Our Podcast, and it's Moses Nightingale. I welcome you all to this show. Thanks for the likes and shares and and all that. Today, I'm with a very wonderful personality. Uh, We are going to be enjoying from our wealth of intelligence and and smartness too. Today, we are going to be taking on a very wonderful, um, spectacular, special topic, and it's actually um, women. Uh, women marriages you know because most people think men men are the only one entitled to have dreams and have aspirations and, and mi and dream big have big conglomerates and the ladies are just supposed to just support them alone you know i mean and we have very wonderful women now doing great stuff out there so that's the essence of today's podcast how can we um, motivate our modern day ladies to actually aspire, you know, to dream big and actually become big as much as yeah. they dream. Yeah, so t- today is going to be myself and Mago doing talk, and she's from United States, Chattanooga. Am I right, Mago? Yes, you are correct. <laughs> <laughs> okay, is, is there anything you really want to hear about yourself so our audience can actually get to know you better? Absolutely. Uh, my name is Margo. I am a mother to a two-year-old. I am a grad student as well, and I'm also um, her talent manager. Um, so I work, go to school, I'm mom, and I also have you know my uh, partner. So I'm going to be hitting you guys from a lot of different perspectives today. So I'm really happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, <laughs> this is going to be very exciting, you know uh she's a mom and that's so interesting because she's a mom and she's got aspirations she's got dreams and she of recent she just swapped her career you know it's, it's so being a mom and changing career that can be so kind of stressful and she's just new to the mom industry you know <laughs> <laughs> so so okay we're gonna be taking on a women and women and dreams you know women and dreams and in our society our society showcases culture where girls are always taught you know to to look after just marriage especially in some cultures that i know and they are they are not they are not always taught to look up to their personal goals or dreams even after marriage many cultures support a very single lady to to aspire and as much as she gets married that's all that's the full stop i mean to all our aspirations and the system has become so strong that it has yielded our society to believe that every woman just wants to become housewife and nothing more and that they have no expectations from our own life from their own personal life and in cases when she wants to be you know a working woman the household stuff becomes mandatory for her and not just what she does for fun right. so our focus today is so that um, we can differentiate how emotional women can be and being attached into the duty of marriage and how aspiring they should be when it comes to their own personal career. So, Margo, how emotional are women? How emotional are you guys? How emotional are you? You know, it really depends. Not only say that because women are cast in the light and men, they're cast in the light um, as if each one doesn't experience the same thing. You know, women are emotional, but men have emotions too. Anger is an emotion. Or um, 
sadness is an emotion. Like we all experience the same emotions. It's not like you've ever you've never had a feeling of uh, doubt or never had a feeling of of being encouraged. So we're we're all really emotional beings. <laughs> That's right. I mean. But but there's a way women um, express it. Well, this varies from person to person. It's not a gender factor, I, I think, because some women, most women, tend to express their feelings, how they feel, more than men. Most of the time, they just want to feel macho and the likes. Do you understand? So that's mm-hmm. I'm asking that in terms of expression, um, can we make a comparison between the male and female gender? Yes. I only have hesitation. Because I've experienced different things from what most people have experienced. I know that, you know, a lot of times people say that, you know, women are very emotional and, you know, they, um, you know, they speak with their siblings. I feel like this, I feel like that. And that is true for some women. Um, but there are also some women who can be very direct and tell you exactly what it is they're feeling and what the issue is and not necessarily speaking from an emotional standpoint, but maybe being direct. But I know that those type of qualities are usually deemed for men, you know, being decisive and analytical mm-hmm. but you know there are some mm-hmm. women who have that well you know it's, it's not necessarily that one sex has it in the other one individual things or stereotypically women are more emotional but i hate emotional too because as i'm saying like anger like i know that there are some guys you know you would speak to them and they would just blow up in anger well that's that's being emotional <laughs> yeah. Yeah, being emotional yeah that's <laughs> like right they, that's only framed in the terms of um you know crying or crying or you know um but there are so many emotions that we all that's you know right. so that's very <laughs> <true>. <laughs> okay i mean having said that um i i think i i tend to i understand your view about that emotion is just just the girly girly thing emotional expressions could be could be anger and some of the bitter stuff too. So, yeah. um, okay, as a woman, talking about the angle from the girl face of a woman, is she equipped enough to have dreams and not just prepare for a man? I'm very much about the individual. So, um, I believe in feminism, um, but it is true definition of where men and women are equal. Um, but I also believe in the right that women have the choice. So if mm-hmm. one woman wants to be extremely ambitious and be the, the president, CEO, or whatever, then that is mm-hmm. her right to do it because that is her individual need. If there's another so, woman who only wants to be, not only because that sounds diminishing, you know, and, I, and, I, and it's a very hard job to be a stay-at-home parent, but, but I don't let anyone fool you. That is work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> if there's another woman that wants to be a stay-at-home mom, that is her right. So I don't think it's fair to say that every woman should strive to do the same thing because there are too many different types of women for it to put that cookie-cutter mom. So I think that the person has to pull from inside to see what caused them, to see what they're drawn to, and they have to establish what it is that they want. But if they make the commitment to do something, <laughs> It's, it's your right, your right for to exist. You make sure that happens, regardless of the connections that bring into your life. You or yourself mm. satisfy mm. that part of you because you matter too. <laughs> you matter yeah. too. 
Yeah, that's right. I mean, um, this um, even a a boy child can actually uh, a young man can actually apply this same formula to to his to you know commitment and you know dedication, personal determination as well. So it's not just a, a gender thing as well. So as much as the young man is trying to aspire, is trying to you know work after his dreams, chase his dream. The girl child too should, as well, you know, work after hours to pursue with all everything she's got, her time, focus, every resources she finds in uh, her disposal, and the likes. Yeah, that's very smart. Now, talking about you know personal determination to reaching our personal you know success, our dream, our desires. There's going to be a point where she becomes independent, you know, even emotionally, financially in most um, horizons of life. What form of independence can a lady reach to start thinking feminism? Well, well, feminism has been wrongly projected most of the times in this uh, society right now, you know. Uh, But, uh so what's your thought on it? I think that people need to go back to the actual definition of feminism. Like, feminism is equality of the sexes. You know, that's that's what feminism is. Anything that people attach that does not fit within that example is not feminism. They need to give it another name. Feminism is not, oh, I'm better than the man or the man. You know, it's, it's we're, we're equal. Like what I deserve, you deserve. What I have access to, you have access to. We are equal. There's not a, a placement of you cannot exist here in feminism because we're equal. Like we were, if we're both being able to do the things that we want to do because we're equal. And so I agree with you. It gets a incorrect definition. And a lot of things get attached to femininity that does not exist within the actual definition or its um, original um, movement. So um, you, you asked me, what was your question? You said at what level does a, does a woman do what now? Okay, I was asking um, if I'm talking about emotional independency and um, independency on um, on most horizons of life, independence on most horizons of life. Uh, how how easy is it for a lady to you know to not want to think about marriage? You know, just say oh, I want to stand on my own. I don't I don't want any person. What what's is what's the tendency of a lady getting that point? I know you are married. I just want your opinion. Hmm. Okay, that's a very interesting question because they they do correlate or they can have correlations. Um, I know sometimes people. It, it really depends on how they see marriage. You know, because some people can see marriage as a um, financial contract like it, it helps their life and financial benefit but it's not based on really building together so you know it, it really depends on how they oh man that is a very interesting question but you can have a certain level of dependence to me this, this is how i feel it i see that the responsibilities of a man and a woman supersede a financial um, component you know and what I mean by that I feel like there are certain things that men do and that women do that the other cannot do in terms and that's why we have both you know when they come together it's, it, it creates a complete picture um, together um, but if, as far as independence 
It's a, it's a loaded question, and I only, and I only, I'm only getting choked up because I feel like there are so many ways that I can yeah. question. Um, okay, okay. So uh, uh, let's just take it there. Let's just take it there and just move you know, to the next. It's a wide question. I may not need this person, but to me, need supersedes financial. You know, so if you're if you're saying that a woman is pursuing um career and you say that oh well she no longer needs a man to me you diminish the importance of the man because he provides more than a paycheck so in order for her to to me it's not necessarily a a threat to the uh, man and the woman if the man and woman knows that their value is um outside of a monetary value you know, like in, in valuing people, it's more to people than what they can do financially. So when you say that there is a form of independence, are we just speaking financially or just emotionally? Because I feel like even if you're able to provide for yourself in, in a yeah. financial matter, I, I obviously yeah. need to. You know what I mean? Because men, men are valuable. Men pour into things that are needed. So to me, to my financial independence, does not negate your need in my life. Hmm. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's no, how I that's, actually it's actually interrelated. It's very interrelated. You know, it's it's interwoven. And you 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 gave a very smart you know answer. And I actually agree with that because we are supporting each other in marriage. Uh, we support each, each other. In every ways, in, in in every way, so we are not trying to relegate the man into certain duties and relegate the woman to certain duty. So it's like right. we can take up any duty that we see needs to be, you know, done, needs to be cleared, and and all that. I understand you. So it's very nice. One, yeah. one, like. Yeah. If there's something that you need that I have, or maybe something that I may be better at, or you may be better at, you know, it's we're working together for a common good. Like we we are utilizing each other to get where we need to be. It's not a thing of I don't need you because, or stereotypically, I can fulfill a role that only men did one time. Like it's, it's bigger than that. It means more than that in the connection and the and the value that each person has. Is is, is is way more than that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's quite it's quite more than that. So so now now let's talk about let's talk about um those who aren't actually um ladies who actually feel they don't need a man or they don't need a life partner. Um, having a spouse and um having a good life is there any any um. Anything we can you make a comparison of having a spouse and having a good life. Is there any comparison between them? Are they the same? Uh, no, they're not the same. And I say that because if one can exist without the other, then they can't be the same. So uh, what I've learned is that people define things different even when they're using the same word. So if you, let's say for instance, what I say a good life, a good life means um, I'm able to make enough money without working. Like I'm having <laughs> passive income. Like that's a good life, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. A good life. 
then that can happen with or without marriage, you know, because that's mm. my definition. So versus if my friend, on the other hand, if her definition of a good life means I have a family, I have children, I have mm. a husband, and we're all connected and we're all, you know, thriving in life. Well, that's her definition and her definition won't be seen as good as if you change that. But we're both saying oh. a good life. We're talking about mm. very different things, even though we said a good life. So I think, again, that's one of those things that are very individualistic, like a good life for somebody that wants to be married includes a, a, a spouse. <laughs> but everybody a good life um, has meaningful connection because we're not meant to be here by ourselves, whether that's marriage or whether that's really good friendships. I feel like we're meant to be meaningfully connect to somebody or something or, or it, it, it's just important for our to be connected and sometimes but it doesn't necessarily have to come in the form of marriage although yeah. I hope it does you know for the people that's married you know I hope that I hope you got that yeah yeah that's right I know uh, our, our definitions of good would define our satisfaction in life I think yes. I think yeah so we can just peg it in that summary and conclusion. Well, so my definition of good is not the same as the definition of good. So I can't just wake up and tell someone you're not living a good life because uh, if the person is feeling fulfilled and satisfied, the person is good on his own. So I shouldn't, use my, I shouldn't use my measurement of good to compare, you know, to rate someone else's life. Absolutely, because your measurement yeah. of good is your measurement. That's yours, and you're the only one that that, that owns it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh yeah, that, they're yours. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that that even brings us to to a conclusion of you know of the next question that uh, marriage is not even compulsory. If we are saying that, is it compulsory to live a good life? Not necessarily. I mean, if it's um. It's like I said, it's very individualistic. Sometimes, yes, sometimes, no, depending on what that person values and what they think is important and how they want the direction of their life to go. So, for instance, let's say if I committed, if I commit to, um, ah, it's an example. Look at the speaking general. If I commit to something in my life and I decide that I'm going to do anything that helps me towards that commitment. So for instance, let's go back to my friends. If I say that my commitment is having a healthy family that's big, well, in the commitment to having a healthy family, I also need somebody to have a healthy family with. You know, I can't have children by myself, so if that is my commitment, then that is, I don't want to say by law or com- compulsory, but you know, it, it, it's a part of the commitment, it's a part, it's a part of it, and that's what's needed. Um, because that's my commitment versus if my commitment is something else then you know it has a different a different um, I guess GPS almost to get there you know we're not we're not going to the same destinations like when you use your GPS you know it starts from where you are to get you to where you need and life is the same way okay I'll, I'll just reiterate I was just saying I don't I don't necessarily think everything is compulsory it just depends on the commitment and I used an example of a GPS I say if you decide that you want to be somewhere in life and your destination to get there uh, is determined by where you are right now. 
So uh, mm-hmm. by your particular location, you're going to be setting your GPS to get to where you need to go. But that's your <laughs> that's your route. So those are your directions. Versus somebody else, they say, this is what I want my life to look at. They're going to have a very different route. Even if y'all are headed in the same direction, their route can look completely different according to where they are in life. You know, so you cannot mm. say that this is what's needed in your life because that's on my roadmap. Your roadmap is different and it's in a different location. So again, I think it's very um, individualistic in what people want for their life because what somebody desires for their life is their right to have. But I'm not going to put mm-hmm. what I say and what I need to say, you need that too, because I don't know what you need, but it could be very different from mine. We're different people with different desires and morals and, and beliefs, you know, and different values. And those things are going to dictate what your roadmap looks like. So. Oh, well, that <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I think it's still, it's still all boils down to the individualistic um, differences. Uh, it's still all boiling down to the same um, particular focus, being individualistic in our, what's it called now, in our personal choices and likes. This will bring us to, you know, the final question, Margo. Uh, Margo has been our guest and she's been really killing it, guys. <laughs> and I've been learning back to back here. What's your advice for ladies who are actually single and they're actually into one or two things like career, business, and their their choice to continue such um, career even after marriage sometimes can be problematic, you know, and it can be so you know stressful facing marriage, marital duties, and you know uh, trying to fix their career and continue what they've started while they were in in their single days. So what's your what's your how are you doing it first then? What's your, what's it called now? What's your advice for them? I'm so sorry. It went out. I had a call, but I, I, I feel like I can get the gist of it. You said for single women who want to um, continue their career, you said it was problematic, and then I had a call come in that kind of cut it out, so I didn't hear the rest of your question. Okay. Um, single women who are actually in career or in business, Right now, mm-hmm. you know, they are still they are still very single. They don't have any attached duty to someone. They don't have, even if they have a boyfriend, the commitment is not as though they are living together. You know, I mean, right. there are limits. There are limits to such um commitments and the likes. So they don't have. They have time, more time to face their career, their business, academic. You know. So, what your what your um advice for any single lady trying to get married? And, trying to continue what she's been doing when she was single. How do you think you can balance marital duties and marital commitments to their commitment to career that they started you know, even the one they are about to come in their marriage? How can they balance? I'm going to tell you it's a juggling act that is for sure. <laughs> it's a juggling act but since you are already single so, um, and you don't have a, a spouse or maybe not even children. I don't know. Um, it really, you know, I guess it doesn't necessarily matter, but even if you don't have children, then I feel like this is a wonderful time to pour into yourself and to build yourself because you will attract what you are. 
you know mm. so if you want somebody who is also going to build with you and going to have the type of family structure that you want you're going to have to build that within yourself because it has to be in you to attract them into somebody else so since mm. you are still in your single days and uh just get to know yourself maybe even get to know some of the things that if possible i know sometimes life has a way of showing us these things it's not necessarily something that we learn on our own but um able to, to just i guess know things that drive you things that motivate you things that fill you because that'll come in handy once you do have the structure of your family because you're going to need them because again a lot of times it's very easy to lose yourself in family and in marriage the road of becoming a a spouse uh, and having children it's a very um um commitment based <laughs> it takes work you know relationships are work whether that be with your children or with your spouse it's going to take a certain amount of pouring but you need to be poured into to be able to do those adequately so um it, it definitely is a juggling act but i definitely say it is necessary because that's what fuels you beforehand and you don't stop existing when you have a marriage you don't stop existing when you have a child those needs of fulfillment are still there and you'll be a better wife and mother because of it because you didn't let that stuff go because that's that's, that's what drives you that's a part of your road map you know so you you got to feed that part of yourself too because it matters and you'll be better able to feed everyone else because of that that's not personal anyway. I felt you're going to um point to an icon probably to make an example out of them. Uh I jealous I used to jealous a particular lady that's Beyoncé. Uh despite her marriage, the momentum of her career is still on the high, you know, despite yes. her marriage. She's a mother too. Right. So she's a she's a super <laughs> she's a superhero. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. So, and That's I know an you too. Example. And I know you too. You're also an example, actually. That's an example oh, because you. I learned you, you're trying to change your career, you know, your marriage, let me put that. And you've been doing well. Yeah. Thank I've, you. I've been for quite a while now. So, Margo, thank you so much. No problem uh, at all. I love being here. It's been a great time. Yeah, I, I know, guys. Mago is going to be here again, probably with another guest. You know, sometimes later after this podcast, and we are going to be tackling the other tough, tough topics too. You know, and yeah. it's it's really nice having you here, Mago. Mago, is there any other thing you want to say? I just want to say, if you are in the midst of finding yourself again, keep moving, keep going. No matter how hard it gets, it's important that you find that part of yourself because you are going to be with you your entire life, so you might as well enjoy being with yourself. <laughs> so you yeah. need to fulfill yourself. So you just keep going. It's a journey. You know, it might not look mm-hmm. how you want it to look right now, but it's the only thing that doesn't stay the same is something that keeps moving. So you keep going and you'll get there. Yeah, that's right. Keep pouring into yourself. And All thank right. you again for having me because I really enjoyed my time on the podcast. Thank you much for accepting the invite, Mago. So I guess we're gonna call it today here. Yeah, you guys yeah. take care. Yeah, take care. That's Azuri voice background. She's a model, Loki. Our Instagram account is actually live. You know, we could actually, you know, uh, release it out there. But 
whenever it's out, then I'll let you know. You know that's our, our kid model. Right yes, that'll be awesome. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so take care, Margo. Have a nice day. Oh, yeah. You too. See ya.